Good morning, everyone. It is zero zero five five on the twenty fifth of January, twenty twenty one. Oh, my goodness. Are we already at the end? At the end of January? Wow. Gosh, time is flying. I wonder what I did with this time. (laughs) Do you wonder? I wonder if I was as productive as I thought I'd be. (laughs) Probably not. Could have been better. So, I have my hot lime water. And I'm here to chat. It feels like I did an audio podcast a couple of weeks ago, maybe. But I could be wrong. I don't remember. Lots of things have happened. There's a motorcyclist outside. Yes! You know, I did actually make a podcast entry. So the last time I made an entry, it didn't go up. Because I made this entry at around 5 something in the morning And there were a lot of prayers Um, It was very noisy I was in a very angry state (laughs) And there was a motorcyclist that was just revving at around 6 in the morning By that time it was around 6 in the morning And I thought I had a good entry going on, but because all I heard was that motorcycle just downstairs waiting for someone, didn't move, I thought, forget it, you know, I'm not in the mood, and it got me very tired, so I ended up not posting the entry up, because I felt like it wasn't the right time. Um, I needed to gather my thoughts, I guess. I remember then. I remember at the time I hadn't made up made a post on um, an old post of mine regarding an old post of mine change the game. Don't let the game change you. But for 2021, I added or just let it go and fuck it all. <laughs> and I talked about the trash fairy project I had all these great ideas but I started to feel that everybody just wanted me to initiate it and do it and and not actually continue it or be a part of it and I had to want be the one who was constantly initiating it and uh, so that was very disappointing realizing that not everybody was going to be doing doing anything unless I did it and that I that was a very sad truth I, I realized the other part was realizing that what I had done even though some of the things I had done are good changes 
things were still going to stay the same. Realizing that people were going to stay the same was such a hard and heavy truth to to <laughs> accept. That was also in conjunction with um, oh, is it raining? Hey, it's raining. Great. That was also in conjunction with um, the events that happened with Nala Designs. So that is a brand by a European uh, woman. And she got a lot of backlash for some things that she probably shouldn't have said. And it was some really heavy backlash. I think like people were really, really angry. She said some things that were pretty racist and pretty colonial, I have to say. I didn't really think it would even make such a big deal, but um, it did. It did. Um, and I'm pretty sure that it was taken out of context. This article, when I read it, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe she shouldn't have said that. Maybe she wasn't in the right frame of mind when she talked to the journalist. At the same time, maybe the journalist, you know, didn't say it in the right way or, you know, I don't know hard to say wasn't there had mostly to do with how she assumed that she was bringing back the Malay or the Malaysian style of dressing that was apparently gone and everybody was like no it's not gone hello (laughs) everybody wears the baju kurong everybody wears on almost a daily basis and it's beautiful what do you mean bring back and you know it was it was just very it just didn't turn out so well now to me i just thought okay this is such a waste of time for people to get angry with because there are bigger things to worry about and there are bigger things to get angry about not this not this attack on this white woman okay there are so many bigger things to be worried about. One could be worried about where this country is going, because economically we're going down the hill right now. One could be worried about where our health is going, because that's obviously going downhill. The state of our world, not just our country, but our world, when it comes to global change and pollution none of that is changing just people's attitude that that's not changing that's the reason why we're still in lockdown Mm, this rain is sounding hard the way it seems like it's okay to be teasing or lightly, positively insulting each other's races. But when a white woman comes in, it's like, oh, no, no. Colonial, you think you're better than us. And I get that. I I understand that, like, okay, you of all people are stepping a little bit too far. I get that what she was trying to do was just 
take something and and make it better or maybe not even make it better maybe what she was trying to do was maybe what she was trying to say was she took the elements in the culture of Malaysia and just and had her own spin on it just how she saw it and how she was brought up with and what she was brought up with back in the 70s when she used to live here it must have been that I'm pretty sure of it but um didn't really turn out that way and to be honest I, I get the anger I had to deal with a European just only a couple months ago where I thought this person is very loud and very intrusive and very insulting of the culture around her where she is temporarily living and I don't think this person has lived more than four years in this country and has only been part of one little sector of even the town to know anything about what it's like to live here and how people are and she made a, a lot of very very poor judgment very very poor blind judgment and that is in the eyes of a European foreigner and we are all going to think well here we are colonial <laughs> taking over our land thinking that they can do better obviously we don't like that but what I have to say if you are listening and if you know about the Nala designs and you've read the article here's the thing what is the difference with say for example the Malay Muslims who travel to Sabah Sarawak and they go into the interior and try they try to colonize villages and make them Muslim not only Muslim not only to convert them to Islam but to convince them that to convert to Islam they also have to convert their race and their name because that definitely happens that definitely happens there are more than enough cases out there of people in the village who unfortunately don't know how to read who are convinced led and brainwashed to feel and believe that they are nobody unless they follow this religion and it doesn't even have to be islam Christianity had done exactly the same thing. The thing is that Christianity was just changing a religion, telling people that what you believe, whether you believe in the trees, whether you believe in the birds, whether you believe in the sun god, that is not right, but Christianity is right. And if you were to bathe in the river, being baptized with the word of Jesus, you will be saved by the Lord and you will go to heaven. And so you will be baptized and you will be given a Christian name because your name is no good and the Lord will save you. Why is not that an issue? Oh, that's not an issue. That's different. Mm-mm. I feel this whole thing with Noah designs. It's just like, come on. It's just one white woman. She's 
she may have had a slip up, but she is not the issue. There are deeper underlining issues right here that people are not talking about. There are people's identities here that are being robbed. What they do is being robbed for their own gain. So I remember a couple of years ago I attacked this dude the director of the Borneo Fringe Festival and he's not even from Borneo that was even more shocking to me I don't know who hired him to be the director was he the one who was like the first creator whatever it may be he was not from Borneo I was very disappointed okay but that wasn't the story and the Borneo Fringe Festival was sort of like an outside of fringe sort of event outside the Borneo Rainforest Festival that was organized by, well, local Sarawakians, obviously. And so the Borneo Fringe Festival was supposed to be inclusive. And that was what the whole website was about and the whole event was about. It was about inclusivity that whatever art they were showcasing, whether it be arts, uh, photography, uh, music, dance, it was all in Borneo, Borneo Fringe, and it was by locals as well as by foreigners who were highlighting what locals were doing in Borneo, right? So one did not have to be from, from Borneo, but you were showcasing something that was from Borneo right that was the idea okay there were some things that were not very bornean at all but you know fine now how did i get involved in this <laughs> i get this email from one of the representatives saying we would love to invite your members of my pilates yoga studio to come to this is Borneo Fest and we would give you a discount and so I looked into it because oh my god this is, is this the Rainforest Festival? I've never heard of this festival and so I looked through it um, because they were offering just not the whole festival they were just offering an invitation to their yoga retreat event that's it okay I later found out that I was the only one that was that they had invited and most likely it was because I don't know of any other um, yoga studio that they invited but they invited only my studio I know because I was asking some of my friends who uh, own yoga studios um, in the Klein Valley so I don't know about everywhere else and they only they only invited my studio and most likely they invited my studio because I happen to have a lot of members who are foreigners and expats so they probably were trying to cut a deal or something but then I opened but then I opened the yoga retreat event and I found that it would be hosted by two non-Malaysians and I was like I beg your pardon one of them not really being a yogi to begin with the person is actually an MTV host a famous MTV host who already has a lot of shit behind her you know she's already caused a lot of trouble in the yoga industry that is the person 
<laughs> that is going to be representing Sarawa in, in this yoga retreat festival. <laughs> a foreigner and not a yogi. And the other one was a yogi, right? They were from the Asian region, you know, the ASEAN region, Southeast Asia, but they were not from Borneo. They were not even from Malaysia. And I got pissed. I got super pissed. And so I went on a rant on Facebook and uh, <laughs> my business partner, not really listening or understanding what was not listening to my conversation, knew the director and gave me their contacts. So I called straight away and I was like, what is this? How can you have a, a yoga retreat event? In Malaysia and not even have Malaysians, let alone Borneans, let alone Sarawakians. Okay. It was it was a full-on attack. Like I just went at him just straight away, just like super angry. He of course got really angry back. Um like he was just calling me like young lady and he says like I don't even know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, yes I do. You your people invited my studio. And then he made these stupid claims like I didn't invite anybody to teach at this yoga retreat because there were no teachers. I'm like, what are you talking about? That is nonsense. Are you serious? There are more than enough Malaysian yoga studios out there with more than enough very famous Malaysian yoga teachers. If you look closely, there are Sarawakian yoga teachers and he's like he was a little bit breathless he said I had enough and I'm like you had enough you you had enough and I hung up on him ridiculous then I went on my rant um, and then I even made a video that I put up on YouTube because I thought it was just so dumb so dumb Why am I telling you this story? I'm telling you the story because this whole thing with Nala Designs, it's just, it's just so tiny compared to what Malaysians are doing to other Malaysians. What this dude, not being a Sarawakian, was doing to us as Sarawakians. We're supposed to be Malaysians, we're supposed to be buddies here, okay? Obviously not. He decided in his own mind that there were no Malaysians and especially no Sarawakians who could have taught that yoga retreat. I then did a journey and I was on a mission for one day to visit as many yoga studios in Kuching and ask them, did anybody approach you? No. No one approached me. Did you know about this yoga retreat? Did not know about it. I'm like, right, that's interesting. I never got that video out, which I think is a shame, and I think I still have it. Because it showed that we're still put in the back burner, and we, we are still not enough. That's what it showed. It showed that we are not enough for this dude to come in from outside our state and offer a very expensive yoga retreat event with non-Malaysians, let alone non-Sarawakians, non-Malaysians, to do the job that we could do. I wasn't going to accept it. 
I was very disappointed. Very, very, very disappointed. I don't know if they did have that yoga retreat event, and I hope they didn't. But I know that the dude is no longer part of the Borneo Fringe Festival. Good. And I hope it is somebody else. I hope that the task is given to somebody who's actually from Borneo. Because that's enough. It's exactly like the project I did a couple of months ago with the club. Very rarely is the Commodore Malaysian. Instead, the Commodore is just another expat that comes in, does things or doesn't do things at all, ignores it or pushes their weight around, whether it's them, the Commodore themselves or their wives, and leaves. And the feeling of the club is that it's just like the people of this club who work there they believe they do not have the power. They are not empowered people because they think that, well, we can't do anything because it is the leaders, it is the management, it is the committee who are in charge, it is the white person who's in charge. That's the reason why I get the anger. When somebody comes in and says, we can do better, it strikes a chord in us. Now, on the other hand, like I said, it is happening even with locals. That dude that I fought with was not from Sarawak. And it was only for his gains. I'm sure that guy is not a part of Born Your Fringe Festival anymore. <laughs> so back to what I was saying in the very beginning of all this, the post. So coming back to this whole Nala design. I think that the whole argument is so petty and I feel sorry for her because she's just one person. There are people out there in our own country who are supposed to be part of us as people who are taking us over anyway. Taking our livelihoods, taking our identity. What's one person? Really, and all she's doing is just taking the Malaysian design or the Malaysian culture and just putting a spin on it, her own spin on it and that's all, like, we do exactly the same we put a spin on our own roti, for example there is no such thing as a roti chanai <laughs> we've done, we've put a spin on even the way our, the design of our chongsam the Malaysian chongsam is different some of our Malaysian meals they didn't just come out of thin air they were taken they were adopted from other cultures things like for example music I've heard Malaysian renditions of western pop songs we do it all the time rap for example rap is not a Malaysian thing but we take rap and we put our spin on it suddenly like there's a bunch of us in Malaysia who think that we're from some sort of hood, <laughs> some sort of African-American hood, but nobody says anything about that. Why? Because uh, none of these people ever said, oh, we want to bring back their culture. I mean, bread, for example. So I noticed that Mary has a lot of bakeries like it was somebody who who, who brought up like Mary has a lot of bakeries I'm like yeah Mary has a, a, a shit load of bakeries and when I think about it it's because while well, Mary being an oral town has always had 
a lot of foreigners, expats, and their influence really, apart from us knowing how to speak a lot more English, was just bread. But we've also taken the spin on the bread, and so we're just used to having a lot of bread. My goodness, there's so much bread. <laughs> but we've had our, we've made our own spin on baking, baking breads and cookies and cakes and in Mary. Although I'm pretty sure we have never ever said publicly that we are taking the culture, the Western culture of bread, and bringing it back to its glory days. Nevertheless, it's still so petty. This is so petty because there are so many bigger things. So many bigger things. We are still in lockdown. People are not changing. Just even looking at the way America was over the past couple of weeks, people are not going to change. They're so vulnerable to being conditioned and brainwashed, believing in something that's completely false. Like there's absolutely no common sense whatsoever. Redirecting the problem away from what is so important. I don't know if the trash is ever going to go away. Just just understanding how people are. Not just Nala Designs, but the Nala Designs event as well as observing the past couple of weeks um, in America. As well as um, on TikTok as well. Just watching the youth argue nothing is changing. I really hope that the younger generation would turn around, but nothing is changing. People don't want to change. I was talking to someone a couple of months ago who said, I am set in my ways. And I remember thinking, really? I am set in my ways. I don't want to change. He's not even in his midlife. And let's think about it. What is midlife? Because midlife could be in your 80s. And that would mean that midlife is 40. Not even there yet. The mindset to believe that this is... This is me. I'm not, I'm not going to change. That's just how it is in, in my life. I just think, wow, that is so sad. It shouldn't even matter how old you are. As long as you are alive, you should be changing daily. Whatever the change may be. Small things. It is unfortunate that we cannot change what is happening around us outside. The best is to change ourselves and to continue to change ourselves. It shouldn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. You can change if you want to. If you feel that you are set in your ways, you are basically implying you do not want to change. You've decided to put the chain on yourself. You've decided to put the cage around yourself. You've cut all possibilities and opportunities for your change. And that is sad because if you're not doing it, and the people around you are not doing it. And the community around you are not doing it. And the country that you're in is not doing it. Then we're doomed. I wish that I could say that I have hope in the younger generation. But looking at the younger generation, they're arguing about the same petty things that we are. 
it's not easy to change. I'm constantly doing the best that I can to change. Constantly pushing my limits to just doing the best I can to to look at myself in the mirror and and to see my shadow sides. It is not easy. And sometimes I fall off the wagon. I come back on and I keep going. Keep changing. Now the difference is I stopped hoping that others are going to change around me. I don't know if this was a wise quote that I heard somewhere that you change yourself before you change others or you can't change others, you only can change yourself and when you change yourself, everybody around you will change. Wow, I don't know, that's like a big fucking lie. Because there's so much that I have done and there's so much I have changed. I don't know if everybody around me are changing. Maybe a handful. And maybe energetically people are changing. So here's an example. Uh, 10 years as a vegan. Hooray! (laughs) I don't even know what that even means, but 10 years as a vegan, and I know the first time I was vegan, it was just a little bit challenging, of course, you know, nobody knew what it was, and people thought I was going to die, and be very malnourished, and so on and so forth, and I've survived, and it's been fine. I'm not one of those vegans who screams at the top of the mountain, you know, I'm vegan, and you should do what I say, and... You should eat how I eat and so on and so forth. Forget it. I'm not I'm not that kind of person. Has me being vegan changed people around me? No. The people I hang out with are not vegan, definitely not. But they are eating less meat. They are a little bit more conscious of what they eat. I didn't have to push them. And if I think globally in the in the last 10 years, yeah, people are more vegan friendly in restaurants, vegan conscious. So that is a very short and sweet example of how changing myself and just going on with my day, going on with my life, collectively there is a shift energetically that people will change. You just can't push them. You can't impose your belief on them. It will happen. So as much as I am heartbroken that people are not really going to change the way they see trash, I know that whenever I do get the chance to go back to Mary, I will still be the little trash fairy and I will do it quietly and hopefully people will see. So the way I see things, I am changing the game. It's about playing the game in a quiet way, do my own thing, and believe that energetically things will change when it needs to change, when it is time for change. I'm not going to be pushing, and for those people who are set in their ways, hey, you're set in your ways, congratulations, you do you. Eventually, they will come around, whether that be, whether that be a change in their way of life their persona, their behavior, their reaction. Yes, of course, change comes from within. 
We know all those sayings. We know all those quotes. I think, though, we need to also understand that even if we do change ourselves, that the rest of the world may not change at all. And we need to accept that that is a truth. And that slowly, slowly, the things that we do, the small things that we do, will just have to be enough of a change for our generations ahead of us to pick up the pieces, unfortunately. So what is the take home? Ask yourself what you can change on a daily basis. I know it's tiring. I do. And accepting that even as you are changing, no one else around you is going to change. And you know that you're doing it for yourself and nobody else. And you're okay with that. And you love people still. Because in their own little way, they are changing. They may be set in their ways, but they are changing. And if they are not changing, the people around them are changing. Because most likely there are people around them who are saying... That's usually the case, okay? We don't want to be like this dude. We totally don't want to be like this dude. So you become the example of who not to be. (laughs) Hmm. Thank you so much for listening. And share. You know, if you enjoy my babbles, remember to share. I hope you enjoyed this episode.